Hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network episode 70. This is our weekly music production gear and marketing podcast. And today we've got quite an episode and we had quite an intro because uh, I have a spaceship in front of me right now. I was trying to explain to Eon Lake, but this thing's crazy, but it's all so that I can do this. And let me focus in here. Hold on. There we go. Uh, we don't need this one still open, but <laughs> this is our surrogate Curtis, shall we say. <laughs> there, he is. there he is. I wanted to name him Curtis, but it, I just put Sun Warper the sequel. But uh, today we're talking about live setups. And as you saw, my setup usually revolves around, I mean, as you all probably know, an SP404. But I also have the circuit. It's up and running. You can hear it too. Let me see if it plays. Yeah, you can't hear it right now. But when I share the screen again, you can. Howard, Eon Lake, just did a live set for uh, Where Foxma, was it UK, East, what, what was it called? It was Where Foxma, London. There we go, Where Foxma, London. And we've actually got a short clip from it. I've been waiting to see it, and he sends me the whole thing, and I was like, oh, this is too good to just, like, throw up, you know. But he's going to break down his setup for it and talk a little bit about using a DAW in live sets with hardware. So we've got two very different approaches, and we've also got... A couple of patrons shared their setups that we'll show near the end. And patrons, the StreamYard link is in the description. If you want to come on, you can hop in anytime and we'll let you in the show once Eon Lake and I discuss uh, the setups. But yeah, this was a patron voted question. They wanted to hear about different live setups. And I thought with Curtis gone, unfortunately, this week, this would be a great way for Eon Lake and I to um, exchange some words because we've got a very different approach. But the SP is in both. So they're, they're, we've got some commonality but uh, I appreciate everyone coming. We've got a lot of chat. A lot of our patrons are there. Survey channel is here. Uh, Abby is here. Eon Lake's even here. He's everywhere these days, Hi. I guess. And uh, <laughs> also Lars. Lars, welcome. Welcome, welcome. We're happy to have all of you here. Yes. And uh, Survey channel says he's got it. He can't participate in the round robin. That's all right. That's all right. One day we'll get you in here. I know it. One day. I want I know to it. ask him questions. I know. This, it would be great to have you on for this live setups, but um, but but there'll be more opportunities. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, also, just before we get into it, a special welcome or warm welcome. I don't know, whatever you want to say to all of the new listeners and listeners who keep coming back on our podcast sites. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. If you get some value out of the show, Give a rating, leave a review if you're on Apple. It helps a ton. We're always trying to get to new eyes and ears, and uh, we appreciate you hanging out. So my name is Sun Warper. With me today is the one and only live performer extraordinaire, Eon Lake. What's going on? Hello. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Uh, not much. The yeah. usual sort of thing. I'm still, I'm still doing my split studio thing where I'm not actually spending much time in here. I'm downstairs on the dining room table, which is really uh, super popular with the family. Um, they like the serenading or they just like the table and you're taking it over? Me and my laptop and a micro freak and a subharmonicon working nice. on a new EP. Just taking things out to sort of focus on them a little bit more before chucking them back in the studio again. Okay. and uh, Psychologically, it seems to help. Yeah, and and how are you yeah. liking? Did you get the new micro freak update that we talked about a while ago? Actually, Abby, one of our patrons, I think, was the one that told us about it. I didn't actually, it was Abby. What's yeah, wrong with you? 
I can't remember what was in it now. I think it's sampling. Abby could probably. I think there's like either grain sampling or something to that effect. Yeah. It is granular sampling. Yeah. There were more than one engine though. Yeah. 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 I've got to try that. Sounds chat, quite similar uh, to some of the things I've got, but yeah. Really quick chat, just to help decide for us, what do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear about hmm. the DAWless setups or do you want to hear about the DAW setup? Just let us know while we have a little chat here and then when we get into it. We've actually got a little video to show before all that, but uh, but yeah. So how yeah. do you like getting away from it all, like away from the main studio setup? Yeah, yeah. I spend a lot of time up here when I'm not actually doing music as well. So it, it's nice to get away. The other week I wanted to do a garden session as well. I'd like to be outside in the fresh air. I just did that. Stuff. I just mm. did that. I took the SP out in the backyard. It's actually the, the jam from my last week's video on my YouTube is outside. It was, I was like, I'm going to do a set out here. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. 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 It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. What have you been up to, though, man? And what's new? Uh, well, I made I made good on my promise to you. From you did last it. Week. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Actually, that song I showed at the start when I was showing the SP, that's all my voice. Even the drums. Everything mm. was run through Bliss from last week. You can watch. We have a podcast uh, playlist on YouTube. And then if you're on a playlist or podcast site, you can... Uh, watch back but last episode we covered bliss voices of vocal harmonizer and uh i promised Dion lake i would run drums so let me just really quick uh show this let me see if i can get it back on sorry i'm, I'm running multiple computers here so it's it's kind of confusing but let's see that's my voice through bliss wow Sorry, there's a delay, so I can't actually play like a beat for you. But uh, but that song you heard earlier, that was it. You wouldn't know, would you? Yeah. So <laughs> tomorrow on my YouTube Sun Warper, I'll have a full video of how I made that, like doing all those. It was really embarrassing, but uh, it it turned out good. But I'm just singing <laughs> into a mic. I beatboxed into a microphone. I was like, this is just the weirdest thing I've ever done for a video. But uh, but yeah. And then uh, tomorrow it'll also be a sample pack up on my Sounds by Sun Warper. So um, yeah, it was. It was cool, but I really liked how the sound, the, I mean, this one especially. You throw on some like SX reverb the, on the SP and man, it sounds nice. Yeah, but that's what I've been up to. But uh, it looks like we've got a vote. If anybody else wants to cast a decision, but Lars is saying he wants Dawes. He doesn't want to go outside of the box, literally and metaphorically, I suppose. <laughs> Though we will, because Eon Lake setup is uh, quite quite the beast. So. Are you cool with uh, sharing your setup? We got the video first, I know, but uh, you good to go first? Yeah, I should probably talk about why and what and how, but I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. I think you first, should just, just talk. Just dive yeah. in. Just dive in. No, I'm kidding. What, however you want to do it, but first I will show a little video to show the uh, the duality of man, shall we say, the Daw and Dawless. We've got a little bit of Howard's, Eon Lake's awesome set from... You, I'm sorry, man. I've got so much in my head. Where a fox yeah, in London, Houston, right? London? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I didn't want to butcher it. I, I, I had it. I just wanted to make sure. But, uh, but yeah. So we've got a little bit of that clip, and then I don't know. Are you gonna release that or something? The uh, live set? Yeah, I just, I've been pondering putting it on my YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So we'll. we'll show make a little the audio bit. available to our patrons, of course. 
There you go. Yeah. I mean, if you're cool with it, I can upload it as a uh, private video just for the patrons to watch the one you sent me. If uh, mm -hmm. if that's up to snuff audio wise for you. I know you're a. Yeah. I need to double check it. But yeah, <laughs> it sounded good to me. <laughs> but yeah, check and let us know because patrons, you're not going to want to miss it. I watched the whole I was like, I'm just going to take the first five seconds or 30 seconds. And then I sat there and just was transfixed for the whole full set. And I was like, oh, crap. I don't know what I'm going to choose. But I chose a segment. So this video is just going to quickly show a little bit of the difference between his performance and my performance. His is actually on stage and stuff. I haven't been able to do that lately. So this one's actually one I did for YouTube. But um, but it kind of shows the difference of a very big setup that's controlled by a DAW and then a very small portable setup that's completely DAWless. So let's show that and then Eon Lake will break down his. So, Ian, like, where do you want to start with your breakdown? Okay, so I suppose <clears throat> the first thing I think you need to consider for any live set, and I'm by no means an expert, but for me, I thought, what's the brief? What's your remit? And I'm a bit of a maximalist, <laughs> so it sounds. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, there is just me. Um, I don't have an army of Oompa Loompas or anything helping me. Um, and also the gig was going to be a long way from home and I was getting there on the train. So it's going to have to be minimal setup. I'm not taking all my analog synthesizers with me. I've got no road crew. So small um, and small area. I didn't know how big a space I'd have to put my gear and, you know, I'd have to carry it all. So th that was the brief. So clearly I'm not going to be able to play everything. So the approach I took was I took the original songs, um, opened up the old projects, created eight stem um, uh, group tracks to bounce the audio to. Um, so I had a kick, snare, hats and percussion, loops, uh, bass, arps, pads, and leads and effects. And I would bounce all of the individual sounds into those groups and export the stems of those. But before I did that, I would <clears throat> chop out certain instruments and parts that I was going to play myself. So I'd cut those out, mute those, and then bounce the rest out into stems. Um, I can share 
Yes, please. Um, imagery. Yes. So, first, I guess, share screen. No. It should be if you go to present, there's a little yeah. button, and then you're good oh, to go. Oh, no, it's wanting to present slides. There should be one that says uh, share screen, and then you can choose. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and chat while Howard is Eon Lake is figuring that out. Let us know your setups. What's your go-to? Do you stick to Dallas? Do you use hardware in a setup? And even if it's just for performing songs per se, not for a live set, but for uh, some people record holy Dallas sets. So let us know your setup. I know we've got some really cool ones from our patrons, so I'm looking forward to hearing what everybody's got going on. And Lars did respond about uh, thinking with the box. He says the box is comfortable. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Any luck there, Ian Lake? Hang on. Yeah, it does want to present, present something that's on another screen that's maximized. So I have to. Uh, yeah, I think that's usually a problem with these screen shares. Window. Right, here we go. Okay, so Nailed this it. is photo. So live set without the V drums, obviously. <laughs> I wasn't going to take And some those. sandals. <laughs> yeah, and some feet. <laughs> shine. Sorry about that. Okay, so um, my thinking is obviously the laptop is mixing and it's doing a, a fair bit of effects as well. Um, I did put all my already affected sounds through more effects um, and I wanted to map a load of parameters onto the Ellen and Heath Stone thing here on the left. Oh, nice. So I Those mapped cool. to these knobs to various effects sends and also to on-off switches for effects. Um, I mapped a couple of things to faders as well so because I needed to uh, create a better blend between songs. Um, I had issues with getting programs to change on a software VST, so I had my micro freak there, but the, because I was playing everything from the push, I just covered up the keyboard with it. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, did you do a mod on the micro freak? <laughs> um, the SP404 is my sound card. I mean, it, it's pointless having another box on the on the desk as well, and it's also the micro freak's running into the SP so that I can use the input effects on it. Nice. Um, but even then, it wasn't quite enough. So I had to mute the dry signal and in, in Ableton, I still ran that through more effects. Really? Separately or from, I'm sorry, but from the SP, that audio you then treated the more? SP or the input that already yeah. had some um, echo and stuff on it. Yeah. And I didn't send that to the master. I just sent it only to more effects. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So I needed quite... Big sounds. Was it, was it the reverb that got you on the SX? Yeah. 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 The SX reverb is is getting there, but it's there's still a big yeah. that's lacking, I feel like, on the SP. Needing something a bit Valhalla-like on there to, to, Cloud to help the ambient side of things. Reverb together can get you close, but it's it's yeah. it's not a big enough... It's not the same, is it? Yeah. No, they, they really need to add one more really big and, and controlled... Uh, there needs to be like a lot of control parameters and things like that. But the other yeah. thing it's also doing is giving me a headphone socket that I can plug into a mini disc recorder. Is where <laughs> the audio came from. I love that yeah. mini disc. So, 
in the Ableton set, I've got eight stems, and then I've got additional tracks of ambient bits of music that I've recorded. Um, there were a couple of samples on the SP of parts of songs to enable transitions a little bit more and make it sound a bit more natural. I had to do a little bit of mixing on the push to fade certain tracks out and bring other tracks in so that the transitions worked better because I didn't want to stop. I only had half an hour. Um, mm. There was a whole intro section <laughs> that was a separate bit of audio that I had to remove because I was easily 10 minutes over on time. So it ended up, there were a lot of things that I was going to do. I was going to do a lot of um, messing around with effects on the SP, but I found that A, my set needed to be shorter, and B, it just kind of lost a bit of coherence a bit if I messed around too much. So I just did a bit of mixing, did a bit of messing around with effects and played in extra parts, well, played in the parts that I'd removed and stuff and um, generally did a little bit of everything. So yeah. that's what it looked like. Um, I did actually have, I was going to. I can share again. Something else. Yeah, of course. We love, we love presentations. So. While Eon Lake is finding that, Lars also said multiple camera angles. Y'all are moving up. Yeah, well, that is thanks to our patrons. Our patrons, we love you. They uh, support what we do and allow us to do more and more of these types of things. If you want to check it out, get exclusive content, early access to certain things, Twitter and Discord hangouts, as well as um, behind the scenes and full versions of clips we make when we're doing sound demos and walkthroughs and things like that you can head to patreon.com slash audionautic. It starts at as little as $2. And um, yeah, we appreciate everyone who helps support what we do. And now we can go to Eon Lake's screen because he just shared it. Okay, this. There oh, there we go. <laughs> but if you look here, I mean, I've just created a bunch of, um, a bunch of tracks. Zoom in there for a Whoa, yeah. moving them around. But between there and there, these are my groups. And they're just monitoring all the time. So I'm just sending everything into those. And these now, hold the on a second. Is that EQ just like your master EQ? Uh, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like, good. Good Lord. <laughs> You're bringing mud and like hiss just right through. That's the prominent feature there. Well, this is where all the presence is on bass, like 1K. Oh, is that for the bass? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I thought that was like your master EQ. I was like, wow, uh, man, that's, uh, that's some something interesting something there. Master. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this the SSL bus compressor, of course. Nice. That switched off. Let me, let me zoom back in there. My special mid-side compressor that I made. Ooh. It just sits on the center channel a little bit and leaves the edges so you don't hear it so much. Everything else is bypassed. I don't. But yes, um, so I get the song arrangements and I just bounce them into these. I chop out various bits that I'm going to play, export the stems, and then can't show you I was going to, but I wasn't able to. In the, in the laptop, um, I go into session view and I put all the stems in so that they're left to right. And then I chop them vertically until they're in the sections that I want them to. And then I drag those into stream into scenes on here. 
So I'll have like the intro, I'll have a verse, chorus, blah, 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 so that I can um, key off certain bits, I could extend certain bits. Or what I ended up doing is bailing on a song halfway through and going into another one and stuff like that. Don't you love it? It's nice to have that flexibility, though, that you can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then just a, a few little switches set up for extra effects, you know, for blowing things out in reverb and things like that. And <laughs> In yeah, that in that section, uh, I showed the the clip that live clip. Did you add a bunch of reverb to the snare for a second? I swear, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw you move a, a dial, and I just heard. And but I was the like, funny oh, thing yeah. is, I did that on the original. It's on the recording, and then I did it again. So, <laughs> so, so just mega reverb, just yeah. Watch. And every yeah. now and then, um, a bit of um, echo. There you go. Yeah make the yeah. snare drums bounce around but um yeah like i said some of them are already done so you know if you hit the same one it's funny you get even sillier results <laughs> no <laughs> it kind of works <laughs> well is there anything else you want to add and chat if you have any questions for eon lake post them and then if you're watching this back and you're on youtube first of all welcome hit that like if you get some value out of it but uh let us know in the comments if there's anything for either of the ones we're going to be talking about the daw that's Eon Lake or the Dallas that I'll be talking about. But um, is there anything else you want to add? Well, so that was my first shot. And how did I find it? Um, I found it went very quickly. Mm. Um, I did have some technical issues beforehand where nothing attached to my computer was being seen. So just like this morning when or today, <laughs> before we went live, we just had every, every issue exactly. that could happen. <laughs> but we're kind of used to that. Yeah. And um, yeah, got it sorted and it started. Well, what... I missed not having an actual keyboard in front of me, being able uh, to play an actual keyboard. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would have liked to play more. I would have liked to have had more of my gear, but it just wasn't possible. For Can that. I ask you something? What about putting, I don't actually have one handy, but the push on like a laptop stand and then pushing the micro freak or pulling the micro freak so you could play on the micro freak? What about something like that? I wanted an actual keyboard though. I do play. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't have the micro freaks. So I, I, I do not. It's got that capacitive keyboard, and I do kind of like that. But I think for playing live, I would want to play a prop, an actual keyboard. So and why don't you just get like a? a I, I have the perfect solution then, actually. A, a nano key or something. Oh, well. <laughs> this keyboard, you can't mess up on this. <laughs> <laughs> or or the NTS one, that little box yeah. from. I just I feel a bit naked without an MS twenty in front of me, basically. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's but, your baby, yeah. so yeah. It's my baby here. It is it's right here. Yeah, it's always here. <laughs> but yeah, just I, out I of know. camera. I would it, do it's things. Schrodinger's MS twenty though. Is it yeah. really there? We've never seen it. It's, I don't know. It's blue and sparkly. <laughs> I think I would like to um, do. A bunch of different ways. I mean, I've seen people performing in, uh, in different ways. I'd like to do ambient sets that are maybe just hardware. Um, not because I'm a, a hardware purist. I mean, there were a lot of things I thought of doing for this set that I could have done differently. Could have used VSTs, could have played. It's just, but it was doing stuff for the sake of it, you yeah. know. Yeah. That, that there's no real benefit to doing it. So um, I'd like to do something, yeah, I'd like to do something ambient that is just creating sounds at the time. Um, I'd like to do a, you know, 
do things differently. I'd like to do it a lot and change the approach a bit. That well, wasn't that's the beauty, first though. Attempt. That's mm. the beauty is like you learn each time. You know, you, you take something from a set and then you move, incorporate, reincorporate, yeah. change things around. And that's the, the beauty of it. I mean, oh. look, I watched it. Yeah. It sounded and looked great. Other than it looked like your back would have really hurt from that table. Absolutely <laughs> agony. The first thing I noticed was just like that table is like yeah. three feet too small. You're just completely... Yeah. It's just like next time I'm it. taking a stand. You yeah, know, there you if go. I was in my car and driving, I would I would have taken a keyboard stand and and something, but yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Yeah, so it was agony, absolute agony. If you watch it, you can see me, you know, propping myself up on the table. <laughs> I was trying to use the other hand. Oh man, <laughs> it kept yeah. me in the moment, which was yeah. good. What, one thing before we switch to the Dallas, uh, yeah. I I, I want to touch on something you mentioned, and that was that it went by very quickly right you said yeah. that it went and i i mean that i think is probably my favorite part of a live performance is that like i have a bunch of anxiety before i go live right you mm. know whether it's on stage or a live stream anything like that but the second you're actually in it for me at least i'm like well this is it this is where i'm at and i'm just completely yeah. in the moment and then the next thing i know it's over and i love that flow state where it's just completely yeah. in the present there's no thoughts about what's happened there's no thoughts about what's gonna happen it's just like i'm here i'm playing my guitar or i'm i'm talking with my friends you know something like that but uh i i love that i just wanted to touch on that and i don't know if there's anything you'd care to expand upon but no but that's yeah that's exactly what i tried to do i thought i mean i i was i wasn't really that nervous i did have a hell of a lot of adrenaline though and i'm quite yeah. shaky in that video as a result <laughs> um but yeah i just kind of got into it as much as i could and and tried to do a good job and wasn't really paying a lot of attention but to be fair it's about as friendly a crowd as you could possibly play in front of you know so <laughs> you know it's um it's not that scary it's not like going on at a festival where everyone's come to see someone else and you've yeah. got yeah. and win them over i mean to be fair i think adrenaline can be or uh, nerves can be a source of adrenaline you know either way you want to look at it is that that's one form for me at least like of nervousness it's not it's not being like oh my god but you know you get all amped up because it's exciting it's new it's uh it's just it's an interesting moment so it's living yeah exactly it's, it's living. living yeah and and <laughs> survey channel actually has a really good recommendation for you ian like before we get to the dollars he says it's why I have leg risers for my six foot table and just bought a height adjustable four foot table for smaller venues. Yeah, that's that's good. And Survey Channel, if you want to share a little bit, if you've got a second to type it, a little bit about your live setup, uh, type it on in there. We'll talk about it because I know you've got a really cool one from what I saw from that set you did. Um, yeah. Anyways, anything else before we move to the yeah. Dallas? I don't think so. You'll probably make me think of things talking about playing. Oh, I'm sure, but but you're not allowed to speak stuff. after after we stop. That that's it for Dom. No, it's it. done. No, I'm kidding. No, no. I mean, we're, we're not ones to uh, to be dogmatically tied to one one thing. So if you think of something, of course, by all means. Um, but yeah, let's move over to the dollar. So I have a couple different approaches to speak of. So before I switch over to the SP. Um, there's with Dallas, you have to kind of think not necessarily concessions, but obviously you're limited to the boxes you have. And so there's a few things to think of and a few approaches to focus on, at least in my opinion. So I think of it as you can do something that's just triggering sequences and sending 
MIDI to synths, something like the circuit tracks, or I guess the Octatrack, DigiTact, you know, something like that. Obviously they have internal sounds too, but you're creating sequences. The other option is to do samples, sample playback and triggering samples with like patterns. You can also do both. That's what I was doing in that video on my end that we showed. I had patterns playing on the circuit and then not connected via MIDI was the SP also playing patterns, but the patterns were chops of samples and one shots and things like that from the original song. Because my whole goal with that was a very portable setup that could sound just like the songs. I mean, there's room for improvisation and performance, but I could replicate like the main tonal qualities of the song. I didn't have to sacrifice because I was dawless. So I like that combo of sequencer and sampler. That's really all you need. And then you can expand, you mm -hmm. can connect to synths. You can have, I was even performing on the circuit, the synth parts and things like that. Um, so if you're doing sequences, you need a brain. And so that's what I mentioned with the circuit, with the diggy tack. Let me see. I don't, I hate to mess the camera up, but, uh, if we go up, 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 there we go. There's the circuit. So let me see if I can play that. You can see the circuit's playing. And so I have sequences for like a synth, this is the bass. Since two is doing this arpeggio, you can mute them. And the reverb's from the SP, let me shut that. And then this song's probably not the best example, but you can create parts on this that could play different patterns. So here's all the MIDI patterns and you can see I have these two instead of these because if I wanted to, I could have different parts on each of these and then switch to these different parts by going to these different settings, uh, sequences, whatever you want to call it. So that was my approach for that one, but I've even gone more minimal and just done sets with, let me get down. Hold on, we're moving, we're moving. There we go. Uh, with just the SP and cause it has pattern sequences and then you can have long form samples on the SP. So what I like about that is you can, I mean, I've had full songs, I've had like whole mixes of like 20 minutes and you can just have it on a single pad here and just play and do whatever. There's a DJ mode, there's all that kind of stuff. So that's, I like having either that combination or going just with the sampler route. Let's see what else I've got. And then of course, even Eon Lake has this on his setup, but you want to consider live effects. And that's, right. I mean, I'm not here to just sing the praises of the SP, but a lot of machines do it. Even the circuit has delays and reverbs and things like that. But you want to think about having effects that you can tweak live to kind of act like automation, so to speak, but obviously human automation. So you can do these big transitions and things like that. And then maybe have one shots that are transitional noises, white noise, things like that to move between stuff. Uh, let's see anything else. I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, let me just show quickly. So with the patterns, so I have just these individual pads. And then what I did was let's choose this one. This is the chord. You can hit shift four to go to chromatic mode. And you can just play songs, but you could record that into the pattern. And then you could just build songs just like this one. So that's all I did with that. Any questions, Ian? Like, I think that about sums up. Let me know. Maybe I rocketed no, through that me, too quickly, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, it made me think about some of the decisions that I made because I thought, right, well, you're going to be playing live. So naturally, you're just going to take a load of stuff and drop it off onto a sampler and then just fire the samples off. And then I thought about the amount of work involved in doing that and then in sequencing it when, you know, in my or it's already in a sampler or it's already an audio clip. True. 
True. Just different way of playing and a piece of audio. And there's absolutely no point in doing it. So I didn't. Well, here's the one thing, though. You don't have to lug a $3,000 laptop. Mm, yeah. And that could break, uh, get stolen, something like that. And also, well, yeah. like, it's pretty mm. easy to just bounce. Like what I did in Logic with my tracks, I would just chop up the sections, bounce them, throw them in. And then I just, I mean, it's pretty quick to program. If you just have the one note that's holding and playing the full segment, you just hit it at the start or do TR rec mode. Or even, I mean, if you're doing the combo of circuit and SP, you could connect the circuit via MIDI or you could connect the SP to the circuit via MIDI and trigger all those sounds from the sequencer mm -hmm. of the circuit. And the circuit sequencer is super intuitive and very easy to use. So, yeah. I mean, it's it it would be some recreation, but I just like the fact that these are two little things I can throw in my backpack and I can have the full songs that have 70 tracks in a DAW on just these two things. And I mean, in total, I think the circuit was 400 and the SP was 550, 500. Mm. So like 950 compared to the laptop I bought that's 2800 or something like that. Yeah. And the hardware that you'd have to lug and things like that. And you can always throw an extra synth. Like I could throw that Volca I had and connect it by MIDI and have something that I could play, tweak, anything like that. Yep. So, yeah. Any any other questions besides just uh, hating my choice in, in Dallas creation? No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think there is a right and wrong. You know, it's all about what you can do with it. Exactly. And that was that was my thinking from the start, you know, we, this is what, like we say, it's, it's all about the music, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I was thinking about how, what I was going to do and how I was going to do it, it's, it's got to sound right. It's got to sound like me. Um, that's the whole point. But yeah. at the same time, you know, there is more than one way to skin a cat and you can do it in different ways. And I, it did make me think about how I'm going to write in future. And am I just going to put more stuff on samplers and stuff anyway? So that you know, it's easy just to take a small little box with you and have a lot of audio coming out of it. That's the other thing. I mean, you could also, if you have enough, I don't know, forethought's the right word, but if when you're making the music, you're doing it with an SP connected to or a you know sampler connected to a laptop, you can have mm. that integration right away. You can just throw yeah. them in, and the the SP, I, I have the SP. That's why I keep mentioning it. But the app is incredible that you could just throw all those samples and one shots right in and you've got yep. it set up or you could route the SP to the, or any sampler to the computer in a way that you're sending audio in and out of the sampler. So you could just record all those sequences right there. You know, there's a lot you can do or MIDI sequence it and record like bake in that MIDI. Um, me personally, I mean, I use a DAW for some music making, but the more I get into the dollar setup, the more I like to stick with that for basically as long as I can. And then when I need to move to the DAW, but then for the live stuff, it's all already on that setup. And I just, I don't like having yeah. that screen. I don't like having to lug the laptop. It's just like less worry for me. And, and my just... laptop's cold and light, but yeah. Okay. That's fair <laughs> enough. I found myself there cause I was looking at, I was using the, it originally had the 1010 black box as well. Yeah. And I figured, well, that can do all the long sort of ambient stuff. And the SP can do the more, you know, drums and, and other bits and pieces. Um, but the problem I ran into was I was using a, a small mixer, a little tiny mixer. And I, then I ran out of channels. It's about like mixing the audio together. Yeah. And 
it's just easier to do that in a laptop. It's a, it's the smallest mixer I've ever yeah. seen. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just see if I can share one thing. And but I do be- like the idea of using the black box and the SP, and I think you could cover an immense amount of ground with those two. If you've got a small synth as well, then you're, you're let me see most if of the way there. <laughs> let me see if I can share something that I'm working on. Hold on. I'm going to see if let me go present. Because I was also thinking, you know, with a dig attack, I've got, you know, a good eight channels of MIDI there that I can use as well. I can use that as a brain. for. So let me show you stuff. something I'm working on and why I like to stay with the Dauntless. <laughs> this is a live set I'm working on that's a combo of hardware, sampling, and audio slash, like, drum loops, MIDI, things like that. So I'm sending... MIDI to three synths, sending two of those synths into the SP, the SP back into the audio interface and in, and then I'm triggering samples live and I'm playing guitar live. So I'm kind of like testing out this way of merging the DAW and DAWless. I'll be playing this set, I think, in two weeks on a Sunday. I'm going to announce it soon on the Bandcamp, but keep your eye on Bandcamp if you want to see it. But it's been a nightmare with the, because you can see I switch time signatures, mm-hmm. I switch BPMs. Logic's not really built for this. Yes, I know, and Ableton would be easier, but I don't, I don't have time to buy and learn Ableton right now, uh, nor exactly the budget that I could spend on hardware or something. But uh, mm. you'd it, probably be doing it in a very similar way if you did exactly, anyway. Exactly, exactly. And I, I don't feel like learning the, you know, another DAW right now, and I just kick it to the curb after that. But, uh, <laughs> but. The flexibility and power of this is awesome, but having all that is almost too much because then it's just like chaos trying to juggle all this, but it's very, mm. like the end result is worth it, but it's been quite a nightmare trying to get it all set up. Whereas with the previous setup, the dollar setup that I showed, it's just like, oh, two two pieces of hardware? Okay, that's easy. You know, like that's all it was. So um, I'm not, like we said, neither of us are dogmatic to one of these. It's really just, Mm. Find something that works for your own performance type um, and then build off of that. I I like the DAW list typically if I can because you can reduce it to as small as you want or as big as you want. I've done live set, sets where I'm just using the SP and I can play because I've got chromatic mode. I can trigger sounds. I could have one shots. I could have DJ, whatever I want. Or you can just keep adding more and more. And then you can, like the set I'm just showing, integrate it with the laptop and do that. And then, yeah, the... The DAW type stuff that Eon Lake was showing gets you probably the closest to what you would have on a recording, but also all that flexibility with effects, with live synths and things like that. So I think they both have merit, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and hybrids. Yeah. I think just another way of experimenting, really. And and then I think, you know, it might, it might just make you write songs as well. <laughs> You know, just playing with a new setup, doing things a different way. You know, music can come out of that as well. Yeah. There aren't any rules. It's it's just nice to have avenues to explore sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to cover before we talk a little from the patrons or with the patrons uh, about their setups? I want to hear what they've got to tell us. Yeah. So, Lars, Lars, I see you in the green room, uh, but I'm not sure if you're there. I see your camera. I don't see you. So whenever you're ready, just um, message me on Twitter if you're listening right now. Hold on, I'm actually gonna check the Twitter. Yeah, just message me on Twitter, Lars, if you're uh, if you're good to go. 
And uh, while we do that, I'm going to share David, one of our patrons, sent us a little bit. He's got a very cool setup. It's really cool. It uh, I, He does all dollars for performances, recording, all that type of stuff, to my knowledge, at least. So um, I'm going to share this screen and show you. So he says he's got sound. Is this all blurry or is that just? No, that's cool. Okay, it looked blurry for me, but he says sound boxes. So he's got the subharmonicon and uh, is that a modular setup on the left there? Yeah, yeah it's a little mini skiff. It's put a bunch of stuff in a Moog skiff. Yeah, see, I knew I could count on you to, to fill in where I'm blanking. So sound boxes, and he says this part changes regularly. Other parts don't. What are the other parts? Well, let's talk about it. So he says his FX rack, printed up front, MIDI splitter, and power for pedals. I love that. Look at that. That's so cool. Then we've got the drum brute. This is interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again, Ian Lake. That's a Lexicon PCM reverb he's got there. They were the only ones I ever really liked. Well, you could fly on over to see him and, and use it, you know. <laughs> and what have we got here? Yeah, so I thought this was interesting. So I'm he's not... using the Drum Brute Impact as his MIDI clock. And then the Mackie, I think that's Mixo, is a submixer for drums so I can add effects. I like that. So you can, even in this Dallas set, have a lot of control and nuance over the drums, which is quite important. And then he says... The zoom is the brain. So I believe that's working as a mixer, also recording, I believe. from what I remember in a SAR stream, which is our patron hangout, uh, you could go, like I said, patreon.com slash audionautic. We do once a month, we hang out with patrons and talk about all kinds of stuff. We basically just nerd out about synth gear or whatever the patrons want to talk about. But he was mentioning that that's like his, I mean, I guess like laptop, so to speak, he records in it, all that type of stuff. So I think that's a really cool setup, don't you think? It's got yeah, it's got. I'm assuming the Eventides are send effects on the zooms, and and this is the thing, right? If you're gonna go doorless, you're gonna need a couple of boxes that do good quality effects. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but sorry, I'm just responding to Lars. One of well, our isn't it? Say again, Yannick. It's looking a bit portable as well, isn't it? Really, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean. A lot of wires to, to be packed in. It's for a lot a of stuff, right? Like, it's a lot of, let's just go back over it. I mean, because I know he's got, I think it's the Mini Freak and a bunch of other synths. So that's kind of, I think, the sound boxes where he's saying it's changing. But I, mean, I guess that's the nice thing is with these smaller boxes, you could have those for the more portable and then those bigger ones for home or something like that. If you add a sampler, you could get all the best of those bigger ones and just have them as playback. But, um, yeah, and then I mean, this effects unit might be a little bit to to move around, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Without the roadies, I, I'm really intrigued though using the drum brute as a MIDI clock. I mean, it makes total sense. There's, there's, I'm not knocking it. It's just interesting that it's it's a drum machine instead of like a groove box. Or usually, when I think of MIDI clocks or brains, I typically think of like something that has its own internal sources and can send out. So I, I like seeing that this is just you know. A drum, a drum yeah, machine. I mean, anything that's that all you need. A clock can do it, can't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's nice to see some variety because, like I was saying, typically, I mean, I think, but just from watching Dallas stuff on YouTube, you typically see some sort of groove box, Octatrack, Diggy Tack, something like that. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. You have an MPC, right, Eon Lake? I do. Yeah. MPC Live too. I did think about using that for playing live. And you know what? It felt a bit like having a door without having a door. Yeah. The and MPC is pretty much a door. Translate what's in your door into that, which you could do, but it just seems like a lot of wasted effort because 
Yeah. Who cares? It's like at that point, though, it's like, why not just use a DAW, right? Yeah. I'm because, not knocking the – I love the MPC. The I MPC want one bad. The but... good, but it's yeah. still – it does audio recording and MIDI sequencing. And yeah, and, I, and then right. I suppose you're starting to get, I mean, at least it has it built in internally, but you're starting to get limited with how much MIDI out you have, how much yep. audio you can change, like how many ins of audio you have and can you change yep. them? Like what you were able to do is have multiple effects routings and things like that. But yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, you cannot beat what you can do inside a door for like, if you want to do effects chains and, and have, you know. Yeah. The only counterpoint inside out. The only counterpoint I would make to that is that the more complex you get, the longer it takes to learn it, to program it too, but also just like performing it becomes more room for error. And it's just more complicated and more options, which can take a lot to figure out. Like the the smaller you get, the kind of easier it gets in terms of like, well, I can only do these things, but then you have to think outside the box to make that interesting, right? And to make like work around those limitations. So there's no right way. And each thing kind of has its pros and cons, I think is the takeaway. But yeah. um, but I am curious to hear everyone who's watching this back, everyone in the chat, let us know your take on all of this. Um, if you've got a setup that you want to share, the Discord link is in the description. We would love to see, like David posted his, we would love to see what you're working with and uh, and we'll share it next episode. So if you've got a setup you want to share, whether it's for live performance or just a gear type setup where you're recording music live or something like that, just pop it in the Discord and we will have a segment next episode to talk about it. Yeah. And I'm interested in what it is you want to do and, and how it is you want to go about it. Yeah. Because there are a lot of different approaches you can take, but you know, between the purest ends of the market to hybrid things in the middle, and maybe you're a musician that's looking to augment your main instrument, or maybe there isn't a main instrument like with me, and you're just trying to amalgamate a lot of stuff that you can't do at once, do a bit of everything. I mean, what do you want to try and get out of your set? I wanted to make sure that it couldn't play without me, but at the same time, <laughs> I didn't give myself too much to do. that I'd get lost or mess it up or, yeah. you know try and walk the middle ground somewhere but yeah what are your thoughts what are your considerations that's what i'm interested to know yeah very much so very much so and so we're looking forward to seeing what everybody has to share and we'll talk about it in the next episode david uh who we just talked about we loved your gear setup he says late to the party no you were just on time to be here we're happy to have you with us um we were talking how interesting it was to see the drum brute as the midi clock so i was just mentioning how Typically, you see some sort of groove box, or at least I typically see people using a sort of groove box as the MIDI clock. And I like seeing the simplicity of just here's the drum box and it's sending the MIDI. And um, can you just clarify, David, the Zoom that you're using? That's the mixer, but also to record, correct? Let us know. But I think that's what you had said in um, in one of the star streams. Mm. Do you have a drum brute, Eon Lake? I don't, know. Wow, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> That's like the one thing you don't own. Got the SP and the Digitact, and that will kind of do. Oh, and the MPC between the three of those and the the V drums. You're just waiting to get a gold MPC, right? I don't know. I'm not sure how much. I'm still not sure about MPCs and workflow and whether or not I'll end up selling that. It's never really gelled with you, right? No. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It seems like I such really a cool like the piece of gear. I like the, some of the form factor. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I think I need to spend more time with it. I like the fact that I could just plug some headphones into it and go outside. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. So what, what did you think? of? I think we talked about it, but what did you think of the, the one plus that new slightly revised it one? battery though, does it? I know. Right. Like, that's insanity. I, I know they like missed the mark right there. I feel like, cause it was like, it was right there to be just like the MP. I mean, it probably would have added cost cause they dropped the cost of the one with the one plus. And maybe but, with a battery that small, you don't get enough, but I don't know. I mean, I've got a, a, a tracker over there, the poly end tracker that of that. I mean, I suppose it's got a lot more no, to it than an SP, either. No. but the SP's got what double A, Insert. Yeah, yeah. If you want to put 150 double A's in it, it will chew through them in an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it's six, and it'll work for like five yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, but it's um, it's a nod to being portable. Yeah, you I mean, of power course, for longer on the USB port, you know, the, <laughs> the power pack than you could. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. The other thing with the MPC, I mean, the SP, you can use a power bank. I've used mine. I never charged it for like 30 hours or 20 hours, and it never it never went down below halfway on the power bank. But the, S, the, the MPC, I'm sure you could use a power bank to charge it. So, or not charge it, but to play it like a battery. So it's interesting. And David says, first of all, sorry, I put the wrong one. He says, correct about the Zoom. So that's interesting. That's kind of like just bypassing the computer completely to have the recording all in there. And then he says he's considering the MPC one, but no rush. Yeah. I mean, the MPC has really intrigued me of late. Like, it, I'm like, so I mean, I can't really buy any new gear at the moment, but I'm really looking at like either at some point a DigiTact or the MPC. I don't know. Mm. I think if Ian I, Lake would say Diggy Tech. If I had to choose right now, yeah. But I, I think there's there's more to go to sort of use the MPC and really be able to answer that honestly. Yeah. Be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it for the live stuff. Should we get to the marketing minute? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one. Now we don't have our little uh text to pop up unfortunately, but um, but we'll get to the marketing minute. This will be quick and then we'll let Lars in and we'll talk a little bit about his setup if he wants to share. And then if we've got a minute for the round robin, but yeah, like, can you share that link that I've got sent to you? So we're talking, this was an interesting one. We talked about it in the Twitter group, the patron Twitter group, but um, yeah, it's, Ooh, it's, there's been changes quite recently, but Twitter introduced a rate limit. So I was on Twitter looking at something or posting something because I had a new release out. And then all of a sudden it just popped up with this thing that was like rate limit exceeded. I had no idea what it was. So I looked it up and I saw that Elon had posted, we're introducing rate limits, 600 for free users. And I think it was four or 6,000 tweets that you can view for a paid, what is it, Twitter blue or whatever. And there was a lot of controversy about it. And then... Um, Actually, everyone loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Elon's of course. telling you about something after he's done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, people were like, "What is this?" It was trending, all that stuff. So he made that post, and then I saw they updated it. I believe yesterday, and they may have changed it again. I haven't had a chance to look because I was getting all this setup done. So this might be slightly old news, but their update. Uh, this was the first one. So this is what he said: Verified accounts are limited to reading six thousand posts a day. Unverified six hundred. New unverified accounts, 300. So I guess after that, you would get hit with that, what I was mentioning with the rate limit exceeded. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I believe he said another post. I don't have that one, but he mentioned that. One. 
No, this is that. This was a separate one I didn't link, but um, that, right. that they were increasing the rate limits. And then yesterday, Twitter made a post on Twitter Business, I believe, that was really just, to me, a lot of words without really saying much. To ensure the authenticity of our user base, we must take extreme measures to remove spam and bots from our platform. That's why we temporarily limited usage so we could detect and eliminate bots and other bad actors that are harming the platform. Any advance notice on these actions would have allowed bad actors to alter their behavior to evade detection. That's them talking to you, Eon Lake, for saying they yeah. talk about it after they rolled it out. They continue, at a high level, we are working to prevent these accounts from, one, scraping people's public Twitter data. It's interesting to build AI models. And two, manipulating people in conversation on the platform in various ways. Currently, the restrictions affect a small percentage of people using the platform, and we will provide an update when the work is complete. As it relates to our customers, effects on advertising have been minimal. Uh, while this work will never be done, we are deeply committed to making Twitter a better place for everyone. At times, even for a brief moment, you must slow down to speed up. So they keep saying that it's temporary. But what I mean about it just sounds like a lot of words is they, they say uh, that it the restrictions only affect a small percentage of people. I mean, I don't scroll Twitter endlessly. I was on it for a couple of minutes and a couple of days ago. And it sounds like they've upped it since then. But all of a sudden, it just said rate limit ex exceeded. I thought it was a bug. Mm. But apparently, it's not. So for a minute. Yeah, it was. It's just. <laughs> It's strange. So uh, just a heads up for context. This is the marketing minute. So we're not here just to trash the, the thing. But just my point is, remember that social media, A, is fickle and B, is impermanent. And so this is a good reason to always have a website. And uh, we've talked about this before. We don't have any sponsors or anything. There's nothing. Just look up all these different types of website companies where you can build a website, even if you don't know web design. And consider it if it fits your budget, even a free type of one, or even just having a band camp. But again, that's still a company and now a company owned by Epic. So have something that is controlled by you and then on these social platforms, drive them there so that mm -hmm. if those ever go away, some of those people may stick with you on this other thing. Like I have a blog on my website and so I've been building that and trying to drive people there. So it's just something to consider. Even YouTube is not, you know, the most permanent thing yeah. ever so but it all yeah. goes down in flames you can just update the links on your website and point <laughs> yeah. somewhere else yeah i know like lars will have you in in a second but he had mentioned that there's this competitor now blue sky and then mm -hmm. i guess it's breaking news but there's been this rumor about a meta competitor and apparently they just announced it's called threads and there's not much more that i know of on that but they have announced that there is this like twitter like competitor coming from Meta, who owns obviously Facebook and Instagram. So there's things coming up, new challengers approaching, So shall we say. Or is it just the old ones again with a different Well, ones? that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say on the topic or shall we get Lars in to talk? Uh, some? No, I think anything else would be potentially actionable and I should shut up right now. Okay, we'll just, we'll cut you off at the pass then. Uh, <laughs> Lars, we're going to get you in. So let me just add you to the stream. Lars, how's it going? Oh, I think you're muted. Let me see. Uh, that's on your end. You got to unmute yourself. There's a little mute button on the bottom. There you go. I swear I know how to use technology. Ah, uh, don't worry. It's all right. Hey, dude. I can hear you really well as well. Oh, perfect. How you guys doing? We're good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Finally get off work for a little while so I can actually do stuff. 
Nice. There you go. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you uh, doing some tidying up there. I was like, he's definitely not ready to come on. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to spruce up before the in-laws come. So it looks good. It looks good. It looks good. I appreciate that. (laughs) Always good to tidy up real quick. David in the chat says same as it ever was not in reference to Lars, but uh, the social media being replaced, changing all that. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it's always a few that are doing changes and things like that but i know know eon lake has some stuff he would love to say about twitter but well we can talk in the patron group about that don't don't (laughs) worry maybe not on the twitter patron group maybe on the discord patron group (laughs) you know elon musk is snooping your dms yeah we don't know so so yeah we'll head there after that but um lars i think did you want to come on to talk a little bit about your setup i do so yeah I'm trying to figure out how to get me get audio routed through my computer while doing the streaming. Every time I turn on the stream, it just takes over my sound card and I can't hear you guys or I can hear the music. Ah, so yeah. uh, what what type of computer are you using, Mac or Windows? It's Windows, and I am don't ask me how old it is. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Have you looked into something like Loopback? Loopback? Oh yeah. yeah, I think I tried to use that. Um, I actually found. So when I was doing the uh, little like uh, live jams that I would post up on uh, Instagram and TikTok and stuff for a while, I was using something called voice meter, which mm-hmm. allows you to break down your sound card into like eight different channels. I'd never heard of this thing before, but it was the only thing that was working for me. Let me see. I tried Hold using the, uh, the loop back, but yeah. loop back just kept giving me like errors. It wouldn't actually separate the audio. Hmm. Uh-huh. So see, so let me just, I don't know if I can share. I'm on two different computers right now. That's why I'm looking down at one. Uh, I know that feeling. This is chaos, but, you know, no, I can't share. Oh, hold on. Wait, window. Uh, Loopback. Here we go. Let me see if I can share this. So let me just show. So on Loopback, I I deleted my web browser from it, but see how you can have these different volumes to control and you can mute and all that type of stuff. The one big thing is to note the uh, mute when capturing, because then it, it will only record the audio in the recording. You won't hear it. Oh, and that's okay. clicked on by default. Yeah. Oh, that okay, mute. Gotcha. So like you you may have it on and then you, sorry, I just bumped the microphone, but uh, <laughs> but you, you can sample that for a drum, right? But uh, but yeah, so, so when it's like that, which is its default, you won't hear it and you'll be like, what the hell, where's the sound? But it's being recorded. So then yeah. you have to hit that and then, You'll hear it. So that's something. But you would be able to change volumes and things like that on loopback if it's sounding like that's what you're needing to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but my setup is actually like super simple. And um, so everybody's like, oh, you just use a DAW. It's like, I don't I don't know if machine really counts as a DAW. So, Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I use off, point, isn't it? Yeah. So Say you're what? using machine, huh? Do you have the hardware, the machine? Oh, what yeah. Is it, machine here, Plus let me just whatever? carefully take my camera here. So see, I have the uh, the oh, machine yeah. micro over here, and then I have the uh, complete uh, keyboard right over here. So the really yeah. cool thing about using machine with the keyboard is these eight knobs up here up top. They'll yeah. basically respond to whatever the first eight parameters in a VST that you're using is. So if you're mm. using like a native instruments plugin, uh, it's pretty much auto mapped, but I can do it with just about any other plugin that I want. And then on the groups, man, I wish I could get this to actually work. Um, on the group. Well, I'll tell you what, Lars, uh, for in context to this, not to cut you off, but before yeah. we go into it, 
next star stream if you can make it i think it's in like two three weeks we can mm. we can try to walk through it and diagnose what's going on oh okay yeah. perfect but in the meantime yeah carry on sorry <laughs> anyway so then you have like so in machine you have um the individual channels the individual sounds mm -hmm. and then you have groups which like basically yeah. can have 16 sounds inside of the group and you can apply an effect to the group so normally what I end up doing is I'll make everything inside of machine and then I'll open up Reaper. And when you open up machine as a VST and Reaper, it gives you the option to automatically output it to 16 channels. So um, whatever um, project that I've done, I just route every single like individual sound to its own channel. That way I can record it and then I can actually get a good mix. Interesting. Yeah. The big problem in machine though, you can't do mixes because it's not, it's not a DAW. Um, hmm. you don't so get that mixing fun. element, but it doesn't have right. Say, so what's that? It's the mixing element that it doesn't do, then, yeah. Like, it has right. it has kind of a bare bones mixer that you can do. Mm. Like, if you were trying to do something live, then, um, you know, it would probably work. But if you're actually trying to get like a studio mix together, then it probably wouldn't work. Mm. Mm. Now, as far as live setups, I've never actually tried to take this live before. I'm still trying to figure out how exactly I would do it. Because the problem you have is, is like you open up a project, right? And then you have like that good like delay, however long it takes for the project to actually load all the way up. So you can throw would, them all in one project and one like, massive project. Like what I was showing with my logic file, that's yeah. five tracks through, yeah. just like so running through. I tried that. Um, <laughs> And I figured out I really need to upgrade my computer. Uh, yeah. It said no, 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 no. But um, one thing. I wonder if the other option is to get like Machine Plus. Because I've seen, I think it's Accurate Beats. He does live sets with Machine Plus, that like yeah. bigger machine. And he's, oh, he, yeah. he's switching projects on that and then just like playing with the, I think it's 16 pads or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Machine Plus is really cool. Um, it's basically kind of like the, uh, the competitor to the MPC. Yeah. You don't actually have to have the, um, the computer attached yeah, to it. Yeah, standalone. So what I've been trying to accomplish lately is take yeah. this in for live setups. So you can put yeah. the, um, the SD card in there. So what I do is like whenever I make a project, I export all of my loops inside the project and I put them on the SD card. And then that way I can just put them on here and have them loop while I'm trying to load projects. Interesting. Yeah, like little sample uh, betweens. And Lars, for those listening on the podcast, what is that? It's an Akai what? It's a, an Akai MPX8. There we go. So yeah. I got this like, I think I got it on eBay used pretty cheap. And then literally a week after I bought it, you know, the, um, the YouTube channel Audio Pills, he does bad gear. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This showed up on bad gear. I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> that's cool, though. I mean, but that's kind of the thing with his show, too, though, is that he always shows that everything has its sound and purpose. And like you can make something yeah. cool with it. Maybe you have to put like eight guitar pedals on it to make it sound good. In some of the cases on that, it seems. But uh, but I, I always like that about that show is that it's kind of like you can turn any, you can make anything pretty much sound cool. There's been some that's kind of part of the game, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's. I mean, how many free VSTs do you guys have on your computers? Loads. Valhalla. <laughs> Valhalla MG1. 
And uh, well, anything from the DAW, I guess. But is that free? Because you buy a DAW, right? Oh, okay. I mean, I know you you guys love to use Valhalla. I have I have it, but I think I've used it maybe once. Right, or you're twice. off. We're we're taking you off the show. You're uh, done. Oh no! Heresy here. What's oh. wrong with you? Get out of here! <laughs> oh crap! I spoke blasphemy. My bad. <laughs> What you is a heretic on the show. Jeez. I know, right? <laughs> what are you using no, what, in its, what, in its what are you using? Yeah. Oh, so for a reverb plugin, uh, my favorite one to use, like I, I'm a big fan of everything native instruments. And one mm-hmm. year they gave away uh Raum, R-A-U-M. I think mm-hmm. that's how yeah. you pronounce it. Um, yeah. but I use that a lot, and uh it's a pretty versatile one. You can get those uh, like huge echoey reverbs that just like mangle everything. But I also use it a lot when I've um, when I've had to do like mixes for other people. It actually works pretty good as a vocal reverb because you can pick uh-huh. uh, different parameters. There's like uh, grounded, airy, cosmic, and then there's one other. So you do like the cosmic that gives you like the big, airy, spacey reverbs. But grounded gives you the actual like emulate kind of a room sound so you get like a more natural sounding reverb yeah so it's and then that and um i also like to use the one from arturia that they gave away a while back the uh the plate reverb mm. yeah i don't know if you guys ever I'm picked not familiar that, one with that one but uh, i mean arturia has given some that. cool free ones i mean the what tape mellify was free wasn't it it was oh yeah i <laughs> used that one like a lot on one of the albums i did i love that thing i uh, uh that thing, and then there that uh, the was it Juno reverb, uh, not Juno yeah. chorus. Yeah, that chorus oh, they did yeah. that thing's really cool. And then uh, Soft Tube made that dirty tape, which was a nice, nice equivalent I to. Uh, I heard to about that one. I don't think Mellow I ever 5. actually picked that one up though. I don't know if it's free anymore, but if it's if it is, it's worth grabbing because it's. I think it's less CPU intensive than Mellowfy. Not that Mellowfy is that CPU intensive, but it, it's a little simpler UI. So you can kind of just like make it warped with like a button. And then, just, you know, like that's kind of, it's more of a one trick pony, but it, it's nice. It sounds good on drums. It sounds good on like guitar if you're trying to warp it or something. But um, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, cause yeah. I keep getting these big, like multi FX plugins and sometimes it's like, no, I just want this one thing. Yeah. Like I think one of my yeah. favorite um, effect plugins is, um, I was telling you about uh, Sugar Bites the other day. Yeah, I got to look that up. Yeah. Oh, do you know about them, Eon Lake? I've heard of them. Yeah, definitely. They've got a good reputation. Oh, yeah. I use um, Effectrix a lot, which gives you like, it gives you a full sequencer for just effects. Like you have like a looper, um, a scratch, Uh, a tonal delay, and a whole bunch of other ones. But you can actually like put them out in like a step sequencer. So as the track is playing out, it's going that's, through the step sequencer and hitting the effects. That's I used awesome. to have one like that. It was by Ill-Formed. It was called Glitch. Glitch <laughs> 2. I, I remember that one. I used to have it as well. But then um, everything upgraded to 64-bit, and now none of my 32-bit plugins yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I used, to, used to like sitting uneven bar lengths for the sequencer so that the sequence of the effects is not the same length as the sequence of music. So you got... You know more variation, so that way it like overlaps with the bars. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Service He says Effectrix and Looperator too. Yes, Looperator from them as well. (laughs) Yes, I have that one as well. (laughs) (laughs) What what do these cost? These plugins. What's what's 
so I don't know if they're still doing it right now, but they uh -huh. just started a sale. I think it might end today, but oh. most of their plugins are half off right now. So Ooh. I think your cheapest one is about $59 on sale. And then like, because they have this new one that I I'm want called a uh, Grain Dad. It's like a granular synthesis. 99 tool. for Grain Dad, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, these aren't these aren't too bad. Yeah, ninety nine hundred nineteen. Yeah, and if you wait, like they do a sale like at least twice a year, and they're just half off. So okay, right. that's yeah. cool. I've uh, I've almost I think I've collected half of them now, and if I can collect just like a couple more, then the price of the whole bundle goes down for me, and then I can have there all of them. you go. Yeah. <laughs> you can have them all. All over again. <laughs> they're really fun plugins, and uh, a lot of them are really useful. Um, another one of my favorite ones is a Thesis, um, which is basically a pitch sequencer. Um, but it gives you, you know, like most uh, MIDI generators, they give you just like just the notes. This one like yeah. actually um, automates like all your like modulation, your pitch wheel, and all kinds of other effects. And the problem in Machine, Machine doesn't have any internal MIDI routing. Oh, yeah, that's kind of that's like the and one you're going to do live. Sets oh, with that? no. On, oh, I saw that face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to actually think of. Yeah, just processing that MIDI. doesn't have MIDI, like what? Well, <laughs> well, MIDI, MIDI. Route MIDI. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, if you bring it into a DAW as a VST, you can route MIDI around in the VST. But for whatever reason, Native Instruments never put MIDI routing into machine which is driving me bonkers. So maybe the, you should get something to supplement that. Mm, like yeah. Reaper or something. I don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's usually what I end up having to do. Like I'll bring, like I'll t make something inside of machine and then I bring it into Reaper to export everything. But I've yeah. also had to do it kind of in reverse, like create things inside Reaper and then MIDI route into. Is machine there no like rewire? Yes. So I do use rewire and I also use, um, I used to use the uh, the rear route, um, the rear route thing that they had, which basically allows you to take um, any like music audio program that's running outside of Reaper and route it into Reaper without actually having to bring it in. So for the longest time, that's what I had to do, and then they finally that's upgraded, and I was able to just bring it into um, Reaper and export everything into channels. Interesting. But the cool well, thing is. Hold While on, you're, we're, we're gonna have to call the episode. It's, I gotta get going. Um, but uh, continue this in the Discord. We can talk about it there. But I have to. Uh, I have. Some oh no! I took all your time. Events. Oh my god! No, no, no! We're done, man. We're we were done. That's why we we have you on. We wanted to talk your live set. But um, yeah. Uh, before we go though, I do want to ask everybody what they're up to this week. So Lars, you start. What are you up to this week? Um. So. My in-laws are coming into town for the next week, so no, um, no noise music or a lot of noise music. <laughs> no, I don't get I don't get to make any music while they're here because my okay. beautiful studio right here, there's a trundle bed right behind me, so this doubles as a guest room. So whenever we have guests, I lose my space. Oh man, that's all right. That's why you need I, something portable though, like machine standalone. Then you could just you know. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day I'll actually have that. Yeah. Yeah. And Ian, like, what about you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <was> man. <laughs> I should say Wednesday's birthday. I mean, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> what you got going on, Ian? 
Me, I am going to try and finish this EP. I've got two songs on a theme that are largely written. Um, I want at least one more, maybe two. So I'm, I've got a series of experiments I'm working through. I'm going to carry on going through them, see what happens with those. But so, I'm so, uh, gonna... when, when does your new EP come out? Well, that's it. I mean, when I <laughs> write it, I guess it, it may be out before the next album. Actually, at this rate, because it's <laughs> oh, wow. Quick so far. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's about halfway done, I think. I'd say. Okay. But, yeah, it all there. comes from just experimenting and doing something different. Yeah. Well, you're okay. getting there. Well, you know, I run a blog, right? <laughs> I do actually. Yeah, I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yes, Fringe is going to have posts while you're not in the uh, the studio. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I do okay. all that on my Chromebook. So, I mean. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, we're on the Audionautic end. Next week, we'll have yeah. Curtis back or should be back. I don't want to jinx it, but he should be back. And uh, <laughs> we've also been putting up clips from these episodes. So, if you want shorter bits from this type of stuff, head to the clips playlist on YouTube. And then we're also next week going to test out an experiment. So we do these live streams, but what we're going to try next is after the live stream ends, we're going to unlist it and then upload the podcast as a video on YouTube. Cause we want to see, because Curtis has been live streaming. I've been live streaming and we do live streams here on Audionautic. And we've noticed that live streams have a very different algorithm than normal posts on YouTube. And so we want to test out whether the YouTube search algorithm is affected differently by post versus live stream so it'll be an interesting test so we're, we're telling you now so you understand like not understand but so you know uh if you see the live stream link and then it doesn't work or something that it, it it's going to be posted right after because Streamyard, thanks to our patrons uh who helped us get this which is how we do live streams they um they allowed they allow recording of the full episode so we can just right after just pop it up right on youtube is that your cat lars oh no this is my dog oh there you go okay <laughs> that, was a, that was a dog door opening <laughs> it was quick yeah it was quick i'm just used to cats on this show with uh with curtis but uh but yeah so that's what we're doing on audionautic because we want to test out we're always testing out these different you know marketing things and then over on sun warper like i said i've got that vocal youtube video where everything the whole song i made just like what i was playing is from my voice and then those sounds are going to be up on a sample pack so if you want to see me embarrassingly sing and beatbox and then turn it into something cool it ended well that was that was why i kept it it ended well but if you want to if you want to join me in my embarrassingness whatever you want to call it just head to sun warper on youtube and you'll see uh but uh it, it I was, know that he's dying inside while he's doing that. <laughs> and Are you yet, start doing those uh, beatbox competitions with the looper and everything, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Dude, thank God for Bliss. I mean, thanks, thanks <laughs> to Bliss, I was able to just like drop the pitch on it, to change the format, and then it just was like massive drums. It's like, oh, I actually like I'm gonna use these drums on some stuff now. But the original <laughs> nice. source, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in the bin. Yeah. So, I, so if you want to join me on this. On if you want to join me on this embarrassing journey, just it'll be up at 9 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun, though. And like I said, if it didn't, I mean, I probably still would have posted it, post it had it not turned out well just for you know the sake of it. But it ended well. And I mean, I think it goes to show that with some of these plugins and like samplers and things like that, you can do crazy stuff with random sounds. So it's it's an it was a very interesting way to work around just like. I don't know what to make today. Oh, well, I've got this little 
chord from my voice, I'll do that. And then, oh, I'll record some drums and just build that. So, yeah, it was weird. Nice. Is that a lab? Your dog? Uh, we don't know exactly what he is. Aww. I think he's part lab, part pit, but he's also Dude. really old. Like, oh, this guy is 12 years old privacy. now. He's a crotchety old man. Uh, my my dog, oh, oh. Uh, my brother's dog is uh, 12 or 13, and she's like a pit lab mix. Very yeah, similar. that's, that's I think why. He is. That's why I was asking. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, anyways, anything else before we go, gents? It's been awesome. Oh, I just want to say thank you to Lars for coming on, sharing some thoughts. And oh, uh, no problem. That there is a life outside Valhalla. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> and, know, and Lars, right? I'm sorry to cut you off about the gear stuff, but we're happy to have you on anytime. You're always welcome to come on, and the Discord's yeah. always open. And then Starstreams—that's what Starstreams for. Uh, we always talk all this stuff. So um, anyone no, that wants just, to do that I'm type just happy of, talk, I had a day off so I could actually join you guys. I mean, I'm stoked that you were able to come, Lars, because it's it's been a minute since I've been able to catch up with you. So it's, it's great to talk with you. Oh, of course. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you want some music, the latest in independent music, head to the Playlist link in the description, the Audionautic Radio playlist. Latest in independent music, electronic, chill, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, until next week, thanks yeah. for watching, and I'll see you. All right, I got to end this thing with, here we go. I'm doing this all on my own today, so it's been crazy. So <laughs> thanks. Right. Oh, I do want to say, Chris though, thanks. For himself when he does it anyway. Yeah, I do want to say thanks to everyone, all of our patrons and everyone in the chat for joining us, because this was, uh, I mean... We're we're yeah. a three man operation on this show, and when we're missing one, it gets chaotic. And um, yeah, so it it's great to have everybody with us today. And Lars for coming on. Did we show what Survey Channel said at the end there, though? Oh, I I didn't see the. Uh, oh yeah, he said what a blog for fringes. Sorry, I. There you go on the fringes of sound. Yeah, check it. Check out the website. I'll put a link <laughs> in the uh, the description of the website. So after the call and on. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to check it out, it's a really good blog for independent music. And if you're looking to get some coverage, I would definitely hit him up. Lars, what's your Twitter and the Fringes Twitter? So Twitter is Fringes of Sound, just all one word. Instagram, I've got at Fringes underscore of underscore sound because Instagram doesn't know what a space is. Um, <laughs> and then of Meta course, I'm, doesn't know I'm what on a space. Submit Hub now too. Yeah, that's right. We we uh, we had a Submit Hub episode with Jason, the founder of it, and Lars, the skeptic of skeptics. The next day was like, oh, I'm on Submit Hub. <laughs> like, he, wow. He freaking got me. He got he me. Got you. He got you know. good, yeah. He's just so charismatic. I wasn't expecting it. And if you missed that episode and you want to see Lars completely change his perspective, you can watch it on our channel. It's, it's worth it just for that, but there's tons of really good information on submitting yeah. onto MidHub, all kinds of best practices, things to know, and also some really cool stuff that they'll be adding in the future. So that's on the podcast playlist on our YouTube. And it's also, of course, on Apple and Spotify. All the links are in the description. And I think with that, we can actually call this one, correct? I think so, yeah. I, I have to look at Eon like he's my producer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so given the, the metaphorical thumbs up. Yeah. It's a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to everyone who joined. All right. <laughs> thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.